Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fan Behavior, an F1 podcast. I'm Zoe. I'm here with Hannah. Hi. First race recap of the season. Crazy. We are back. I mean, we've been back, but we're officially back. Race season is back. Race season is back. A lot to get into. Yeah. (laughs) Through just the race itself, the week itself. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot to dive into yes um i do just want to say before we get into all of it a quick thank you to everyone who has left us ratings on spotify we have passed the 800 spotify rating threshold so um thank you to those who did that if you still haven't rated us on spotify you know we'd really appreciate that if you haven't subscribed to our youtube channel please trying to get those subscriber numbers up up the subs um and keep watching us on YouTube because as we've mentioned before, you know, it's the only way we make money. It's our financial uh, support, support system. system. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into this later, but and I think we mentioned this before, but we're going to be starting every race recap week. I suppose we're going to do a special um, YouTube only video that's going to come out the day after the race recap is put out. Um, and we'll get into that. I can share that more later on in the episode. Um, anything else housekeeping things you want to get into before we jump into the weekend? At, at oh, the I end? did. Now that we're ba- back to our race recap episodes, I did want to give fifth gear Garms a shout out. Um, and a few, I don't know, a few weeks ago I was in a, I was doing a story or something and I had my black McLaren beanie on. And today I'm wearing my white Williams beanie. I just really love their stuff. I've been asking for them to come out with beanies for a long time, and I wasn't the only one. They didn't just put them out for me, nope, but I'm only eternally <laughs> grateful. Um, but we have a coupon code. So if you go to fifthgeargarms.com, use code FANBEHAVIOR10, and you'll get 10% off. They have hats, T-shirts, sweatshirts. They also have started selling some really awesome artwork, and then they also have started selling the F1 children's books that uh, Red Racer Books has put out, um, and they're really great. So check them out yeah i sent our friend fev who's been on this podcast uh, i sent her a mclaren beanie mm. and it was nice because she lives in scotland yes. so shipping was uh, a lot less a expensive lot less, yeah. than it was to ship to the states yep. which was fun um all right let's jump in to the race recap for those who maybe haven't listened to our race recaps in the past we typically we just kind of go in chronological order we start with if anything has transpired off the track um during the week, we'll talk about that. Then we'll just get into kind of, you know, notable talking points from practice, quality, the race, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end, we take um, every race weekend. I'll post a story on our Instagram asking for questions, comments, concerns, where you guys can leave your thoughts or anything you want us to talk about. And so I will get in, get to those at the end. We obviously have to debrief on our driver um, yes. picks of the week, pick for next week's. Mm-hmm. Race so so much. Um, okay, some there was quite a bit of off track content to get into. There was, um, and, and we'll start with the positive stuff first. So, a lot of paddle games that took place. Yes, this weekend. I love that that's week. become the like off track hobby. Yeah, yeah. It's just they could so many of them can do it at once. Right. Well, it's it was fun because they were obviously all in Bahrain for testing last week, and so they were just obviously they all just were going to stick around yeah. for the race, and so they had just had a lot of free days. To hang out and spend time together, mm-hmm. which is always fun. Um, like summer camp, yeah. The best, obviously, for me, and I, I, I'm assuming for you as well, was the Daniel Lando Max Fernando paddle game. I couldn't couldn't have written that myself. It was just excellent. The the photos. I mean, thank you to Lando Norris who is just yep. providing us with the content um, that we deserve. That we deserve. Yeah. I was overjoyed to see that. It was just, and I I'm curious how they picked the teams, mm-hmm. you know, is it, did they say, was it kind of random? Oh, we're going to just, yeah, th- these two, these two, was it intentional? Yeah. An older sometimes guy wonder, and yeah. a younger guy. Sometimes I wonder if they just like, if it takes any thought for them or they're just like, Oh, these are, we'll just do this. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but for those who missed it, it was 
Daniel and Lando and Max and Fernando. Mm-hmm. It was the, you know, kind of like fun, silly guys yeah. versus like the intense champions, yeah. <laughs> world champions. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Um, but I loved that so much. And then Oscar and Alex and Logan had their own little game. Um, Alex on, so I guess Williams now has a podcast that they're putting I saw out. That, yes. And on said podcast, Alex said that Oscar was the worst paddle player. And mm-hmm. then Oscar in true Oscar fashion came back with, you know, re- receipts proof of denial, yeah. I suppose, and shared a video of Alex completely missing a shot. Yeah. Which, you know, in Alex's defense, that's not the, it's not the full context, you know, like, he might sure. have had a bad shot, but that doesn't mean sure. he's bad overall. Sure. But I do like... You love it, the banter. Yeah. And Oscar's just really good on social media with banter. He's great. At, I mean, he's just... He learns it from his mother. He does. He takes yeah. it after his mother. Who, I, I didn't bring this up before, but like should have been on Drive to Survive. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what they were thinking. Well, Oscar, I mean, he really wasn't on Drive to Survive. Fair. So hopefully, maybe this year we'll get like a uh, Oscar in Australia, you know, yeah. some sort of going back home because he's from melbourne yeah, right. so um and i don't know why they didn't do it last year but yeah now that he's known and loved right and established himself yeah um so that that would be nice then we also got the 2019 rookies um alex george and lando going go-karting together mm-hmm. they raced each other alex and Lando did a little tag team yeah, that was two, funny. two seat cart, which well, yeah, was was very funny. Um, I just love anything that has to do with they've done a lot of content over the years with those three. Yeah, they're really fun together. They're really good together. Mm-hmm. Like they just they tease each other a lot. They know how yeah. to poke each other's buttons. Like they're just it's just funny. I, I don't know. know. Yeah, they've got great banter. And I wonder if um I mean, obviously there's not a chance that Lando could be George's teammate, but I'm I'm curious about mm. the Alex of it all in yeah. regards to being George's teammate because that would be fun. Yeah, it would be fun. That w- that would be an interesting pairing. I agree. Um. All right, then we have to discuss the Christian Horner of of it all. Mm-hmm. So obviously, all of us know allegations were were brought forth against Christian Horner for essentially. I don't know the what, what were the what was the official term like inappropriate behavior i mean yeah i don't know what or the actual conduct or something like that but yeah, yeah it was, i mean essentially it was like so sexual vague. harassment yeah um, well because when they when it first came out i think the, the initial assumption when something like this happens for almost everybody is that it is sexual harassment of some kind but the way they were framing it didn't really confirm if it was yeah, that or if language it was, was like specific. if it was like he was just you know it was like a toxic work environment and he was being you know like her non-sexual harassment it, yeah. it wasn't very clear. it wasn't clear I mean, but i think no one was shocked to find out that it was of the sexual variety <laughs> Right. Um, and an investigation was, uh, you know, then started taking place, which was, again, I, it's always interesting when, when they, they, you know, they have an independent quote, independent investigation, but it's sort of like, is it really independent? Yeah. We're also not going to share anything about this investigation. We're not going to tell you anything about it. It's going to be totally under lock and key. And it's so stupid because you really think it's never going to come out. Right. Be for real. And have you ever seen one of these happen from the outside? Right. And then, so it was very much so what's going to happen. Christian was at testing. He denied these allegations and people were like, okay, time's a, time's a ticking. Like we need to know what's going on with this investigation. And, um, then on Wednesday it uh, rebel released a statement. It was very interesting because in all the headlines, they said like Christian Horner cleared of allegations, but in the statement, they never said cleared of allegations. Mm-hmm. It was it was dismissed. So I'm going to read Red Bull's um, Red Bull's uh, statement. Um, okay, the independent investigation into the allegations made against Mr. Horner is complete, and Red Bull can confirm that the grievance has been dismissed. The complaint has a right of appeal. Red Bull is confident that the investigation has been fair. R- rigorous and impartial the investigation report is confidential and contains private information of the of the parties and third parties who assisted in the investigation and therefore we will not be commenting further out of respect for all concerned rebel will continue striving to meet the highest workplace standards so everyone was like sure jan (laughs) 
okay, just a little bit like sus. Yeah. Sus. And I think what people, so, and I'm trying to go in chronological order here. Then a lot of principals were asked about this situation and I agree with them completely in what they said in like total wolf. And I think actually Zach Brown also said this too, which was like something like this deserves it, it deserves to be transparent. We we deserve to know what's yeah. gone on and what actually transpired mm-hmm. because it's, again, it's, sus, it's, it's a little bit, I don't know what the exact word is, but for a, a company to be like, so we, d- we just dismiss this, but we're not going to tell you anything that happened. Right. It's giving, you're hiding something. Yeah, for sure. You know? And like the, and I think th- the way that Toto phrases basically just like, the transparency part is so important because when you when you aren't transparent about it, not only do people then make assumptions that are way off base and yep. could get really snowballed and like yep. worse, but also like the truth's going to come out. Yes, and there's being transparent, or you know, there's being transparent without having to reveal yes. the confidentiality yes. of who came forward. Yes, which is that this is a sexual harassment allegation yes that's what it is period yes that doesn't, you don't have to say who the person is yeah you don't have to say yeah. who the third party investigators are no one actually gives a shit about that yeah what people are trying to understand is what these allegations what happened. are yes because if they're this serious then what the hell and also like anytime for me like anytime we get to a place where it needs to be investigated by a third party there's an error mm. like there is there's a problem. Mm -hmm. So how this has gotten like fully dismissed, Mm -hmm. I'll never quite understand. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I think that's the issues with the, we're not going to comment further. No, no, no. You absolutely, you're shooting yourself in the foot by not commenting further. And in a way, letting us know how you got to this conclusion. Like I'm not trying to have you reveal your whole, like all the secrets and how this works, but there are, there's evidence that has now been leaked, which I appreciate. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate. I, I think it's the real stuff, but I do appreciate all of the outlets that are saying this has not been like just really leading with this hasn't been verified yeah. because I don't feel like, well, they don't want to get sued for well, sure. But absolutely. But I also don't think that there's enough of that with predominantly like stateside, yeah. um, uh, journalism. And, or it's like, at the very bottom it's like this is still an ongoing investigation yeah. or like this isn't verified or whatever so i i do appreciate that but i i don't know i just to me it's like okay so what about this evidence like how did you get to the conclusion that he wasn't right. sexually harassing right. this person right or you need to say the truth of like it was settled yeah. outside of the yeah. investigation you know yeah. i mean i just think because then in a way like okay so we have this evidence this stuff has happened. Sure. It's quote unquote, not verified, but okay. You've just given everyone permission to do this. Mm -hmm. You've just told, well, and Red Bull specifically, you've just told all Red Bull employees. Yeah. That unless there are, is maybe like photographic evidence or like you can text message, harass anyone you want Yeah, and it'll be fine. Yeah. You'll keep your job. Well, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the truth is though, unless you're, in a powerful position like Christian Horner where, you know, sure. they, yeah. But, and, and the other thing too is you would think if you were Christian Horner and you believed, you truly believed in your innocence that you would want yeah. the full story to come out to fully exonerate you and the whole thing. And I, I, I feel this way and anytime in Hollywood, when any, whenever anyone gets sort of accused of anything inappropriate, um, Anytime people are very sort of want to keep it private, secret, I'm always, there's always a part of me that's like, okay, well, yeah, there's a, what are you hiding? R- yeah, right. And as you mentioned, so then I think the following day, there was a Google Drive of a lot of text message evidence, alleged evidence that was sent anonymously to members of the paddock, journalists, the F1 president, FIA president, like everyone was. Receiving this information, I'm sure many people have seen the text messages and stuff or the, you know, un- unconfirmed texts. Um, and obviously, we're not going to sit here and like speculate on the validity validity, and also talk about them specifically because we don't know confirmed the, the you know, facts or anything like that. But what I will say is like in a workplace, like there's a code of conduct that one has to uphold if you work for any company. Mm -hmm. So while something may not be 
criminal. Sure. It, it still violates. You violated at something. Yeah. For your workplace. Mm-hmm. And you should not be working there anymore. And yeah. I just think this sends a really terrible message. From my, this is my own personal opinion based off of what I believe. So I'm not speaking from like. Uh, the law. Yeah. But I just think you're, you're setting, you're telling your employees, specifically your female employees, you're showing them that you're not really on their side yeah. and you're not really there to protect them and support them. And I just feel really terrible for the woman involved. Mm-hmm. I feel like she, and, and, and I should say too, like after all these, you know, alleged texts have come out, Christian's then gone to have meetings with, I think the FIA president and it's not over. I, I, I don't believe that this situation is over yet. Um, because it's pretty hard to come back from if these are true it's in my, in my opinion i don't see how he can come back from it mm-hmm. um it's just a it's just a really shitty situation yeah. and i just we just have to we have to have better practices in place to protect people who are not in positions of power so that those in power don't can't get away with stuff and the and those people get kicked out to the curb and right. are sort of, you know, and yeah, because this girl had two options. She keeps her mouth shut and she endures a really uncomfortable workplace or she says something and either risks getting let go anyway, yeah. because it's easier mm-hmm. or they mm-hmm. take it this far. She loses quote mm-hmm. unquote. And now and she he keeps his job mm-hmm. because her name is out there. I don't even know what it is. And I don't want to know because I just like yeah. sh- that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, like totally. her name should not be out there because now if anything else is happening, like everyone's going to be afraid to say something. Yep. And it just, it's so frustrating to me because who knows how long she was like yep. going through this for. She mm-hmm. finally got the courage to say something and now she's the villain. Yes. I'm so tired of that narrative that the woman is the villain for speaking up. Yeah. Like the amount of, I think I, I saw um, Irene was posting TikToks about this like and I didn't see a lot of the commentary but oh, like the rough. amount of comments of, like in the comment section of, of women specifically who were talking about how frustrating the situation was were abhorrent. And it's like, okay, so if this is someone who's really not involved in the situation at all, other than being like on the outside as a fan of the sport, blah, 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 making commentary, I can't even imagine the harassment now that this poor woman is getting. I know. Magnified by like a million. I know. Because she stood up for herself. Yeah. It's a really like bad, like it's, you know, just the conversation around all this is just really toxic. It's really negative. It's just, it's a, it's a really tough place for especially if you're a woman trying to talk about this stuff because the people that come out and are like, it's just, it's just not good. Mm -hmm. So anyway, ongoing, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the future as stuff comes out or gets confirmed or whatever, but this is where we stand right now. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's not great. No, the whole thing is just really disappointing. It's really disappointing. And that's kind of that on that. Um, Shall we get into the race weekend? Yeah. I'm also just like pissed off because I finally, I've like genuinely started coming around to like not hating his guts. I know. Because of how much he like supports Daniel and like how good of, I really felt like he was such a good team principal and like, ew. Yeah. Ew. Ew. On like a billion levels. Yeah. And also just like, we just have to just like you have daughters, bro. I know. Well, and even still, it's like, like there's been so many instances. I can't even like think of specific things, but just like these like things that have like come up on social media or things I've seen or just like of just men being so just like the audacity of man, you know, and it's just like it's fascinating. Ugh, and it's almost, so gross. I would say there's probably like sixty percent of the time you see a man comment some BS on whatever, and you go to his profile. He's got like three daughters. Has been married yeah. for his high school sweetheart, and it's like, yeah. are you all right? who hurt you? Yeah, it's a woman. Yeah, I guess. Or she stood up for herself, and now he hates her guts. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, server. on to the race weekend so just quickly th- run through practice we did get a daniel p1 and an fp1 it was actually really practice. it was actually really funny because so fp1 was at like maybe 5 30 in the morning our time and i obviously didn't wake up to watch it like live but i i typically wake up in the morning between like 6 and 6 30 and so 
I, I got up probably around 6.15 and I was like, oh, I'll just go, I'll just go on my phone and just see what's going on, you know, listen to some of the commentary. And I'm sure many of us do this when you like jump into a session, um, you like immediately try to find mm-hmm. your favorite driver like on the standings, you know? And so I immediately just go to like the bottom. Well, no, I go to like the middle. I'm like looking at around like P10 and you know, it's, it's still early. I'm on my phone and I'm, and I'm looking for Daniel, obviously. And I'm like, oh, I don't see him there. And then, and then my eyes go down to the bottom. I'm like, he's not there. And it, I mean, it probably didn't take me that long, but yeah. it felt like it took me a very like, long time to he? realize like, oh, I could look up, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, and I said, out wow, P1? I was like shocked. But then of course you read it, you look into it. There's only like six cars that were, that had used softs mm-hmm. in that session. Daniel being one of them. So yes, he was the faster of the, of those the six, softs, yeah. but like none of the Red Bulls, Ferraris, they, they, they were not on softs, but though. it was like, Oh, it was like, Oh, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in P2, Carlos or no, not Carlos Lewis was, was P1. So I was like, practice is good for yeah. my guys, you mm-hmm. know, glad it doesn't count for anything. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because Rebel wasn't looking so incredibly threatening Agreed, in yeah. in practice. And so people were wondering, hmm, is it actually going to be closer? Um, no. <laughs> well, yeah, no. And I guess closer maybe for everyone but Max, but that's about it. Um, all right. Quali. The first thing I wanted to just say is justice for Otmar. Justice, justice for Otmar. I mean... Go download his app, guys. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I, I'm just, I would have loved to have seen a shot of Otmar. I think he was in Bahrain. Probably. I would have loved to have just seen him that. watching that qualifying session and just. I could see him. Arms crossed. Just a little smirk. Shrug to the camera. Well, <laughs> Office style. I hope Netflix is with him. <laughs> I know. I mean, terrible, absolutely terrible. Yeah. They apparent so word had come out. I think I mentioned this after testing that Alpine was not looking so hot, and um, that Haas was actually looking not terrible. And um, which is a two thumbs up for that. Alpine was was probably the worst team on the grid. And I also heard that the car was apparently like ten kilos overweight. And so people have been wondering, you know, why is why is there so much carbon fiber? Well, a way that you can save weight on a car is by stripping uh, the paint. And so that might explain why it's a, it's a largely carbon fi- fiber livery. Um, so, oof. and I was thinking about this. I wonder what Pierre is thinking right now. Yeah. Fuming because obviously, and I've said this before about Daniel stuff. You cannot judge a driver with hindsight. You yes. can't drive or judge their decision with, with, what you know now, but I do have to wonder, you know, he leaves Alpha Tauri at the time to go to Alpine, which seemed like the right call at the time because yep. Alpha Tauri, they weren't very good. And Alpine was okay last year, but now, yeah, RB now is decent. They're, they're fine. They're in like an okay position to move forward, but Alpine looks like they're just working their way backwards. I know. And brutal. Brutal. How long is he there? Um, that's a contract? good, I actually wonder, I think he might have like a two plus one. So this might be the second, this is the second year. So mm-hmm. I think he technically has a third year. Okay. I don't know the exact, I don't know his exact. Well, here's hoping that, you know, Chiefs and Ryan Reynolds money will help something. Money to improve. Yeah. I mean, I got to get better people that work to, to work for them. And I honestly bring back Cyril. That would change the course you of were our life. getting. This is the other thing that confuses me. You know, Daniel left Renault in like a whatever, maybe not the best situation, but that year they got two or three podiums. I think two with Daniel, one with Esteban actually. And they then just were like, okay, well, Daniel's leaving. So now we're just going to send Cyril on his way too. It's why. why Yeah. I just don't understand why you would do that. Uh, He was doing a great job and I will will never forgive. I mean, the way that this sport just cuts the legs out of, Every great team principal we've ever had. I know. You know, Gunter gone, Otmar gone, yeah. Cyril gone. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I was, we were talking earlier. Friends tossed. About <laughs> I think he retired. French, I don't think he chose. French but, toast. Yeah. Um, about how James has basically come in and said like, look, James Vowles for Williams, for if you've been under a rock, but um, <laughs> which you haven't. But like, I don't care about this year. I don't care about next year. Like, 
mm-hmm. we have the next two years to basically break everything start from scratch Try. i don't like he's like if we get points that's great but i'm not trying to like i'm trying to fix this thing now what he has on his side is a like legacy team that's been in the shitter for years so he has the advantage of being able to do those things and like the blessing to break those things without fear of losing his job mm-hmm. but you know otmar said it and like look at the end of the day like otmar might not be the guy for alpine no. but he's completely spot on when he says look you can't just fix this overnight like yeah I, I don't know what planet these men are living on where they think that like, oh, it's the wrong person in charge. Yeah. It's like, that is a piece of the puzzle. And like, sometimes, yes, the leadership is causing an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, when I look at Haas, like, they tried so many different things. And then they finally said, okay, like, maybe we need to change leadership. Mm-hmm. Whereas Alpine just seems like they're just like, well, let's just keep trying. Yeah, they're getting impatient. But what happens and like, I've like, my team at work this like, in the last year and a half, we have seen four massive changes in our leadership okay well that has every time that happens our whole team has to recalibrate because there's someone else in charge who wants things done a different way right who you know wants to try this or needs to report things in a certain way or whatever and so it's like well when you get rid of the head bitch in charge every time you don't get to get ahead so that's my i i agree and i do wonder you know if there was some sort of freaky friday situation and we could just put all women in the positions that men have now in formula one i'd be curious i would be curious to see how and stuff for anyone happens. who's about to come out of the woodwork and be like well claire williams no uh, no yeah no no claire was <laughs> was in a difficult situation herself um and i'm not saying it has to be claire Williams, I'm no, just saying. But I, I, she put so much pressure on herself be, to be the woman to make it right. It's like, dude, it's not for on her your father's shoulders. legacy. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, so that was that on that. Um, just tough, tough going for for Alpine. Impressive performance by Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah, got me a point. Yeah, he despite did. the fact that I was not confident about it. No, nope, I was proud of him for that. Yep, he proved you wrong. He proved me wrong. Um. It was a an, another Charles and Max battle for pole position. Apparently, Charles' time that he did in Q two would have actually been fast enough for pole position. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Which is irrelevant because and honestly, you know what? I'm kind of glad that he's not getting more pole position and then losing the pole position yeah. stats because that was just it's well, yeah. I mean, he, if, if he if the exact if everything in the race that happened today went exactly the same, but he was in pole, that would yeah. what a nightmare. Right, right. And I think he has like twenty. I could be wrong in the exact number, but I think he has. 24 something polls to five wins Ick. yikes yikes big yeah and now that's that again he's won not on pole right i don't know actually i don't know if he's ever won not on pole that's a great question thank you um i don't have the answer but i don't have the answer either but um because that's a terrible ratio and and it and it's the it's unfair because obviously it's so high because he's such a great qualifier that he yeah. puts cars that shouldn't get pole on pole mm-hmm. frequently, Yeah, you know, but for reference, a person who's not a great qualifier, Daniel Ricardo, he's had three pole positions, yeah. but he's had eight wins. Right. So he's got way more wins than he's ever had pole. Yeah. I, so during drive to survive, I remember Will was like, if you get pole and you can't win the race, that's the biggest failure you can have. I know. And I it's like, a little bit dramatic. Um, no, it isn't actually. <laughs> that's especially in this economy with Max Verstappen and the Red Bull. Like, no, genuinely, it's not the biggest failure. I know the biggest victory is getting pole over Max. Yeah, because that's all we can. <laughs> that's all we can really hope for anymore. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that was that was interesting. Well, it was boring. I thought it. It wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, I think we're still in the early days and a lot. I mean, I didn't think it was so boring. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. I thought, you know, the fact that I think Yuki missed Q3 by like Mm -hmm. 7,000 of a second and it was very tight in that. And I feel again, I mean, it's on, it's, it's not the most exciting, but that midfield pack is pretty close. And so that's kind of interesting. Um, But yeah, the Red Bull advantage is so strong yeah. that it doesn't really even matter. George had a great qualifying, got himself P3, which was impressive. Again, we go back to, and I think this is how it is for a lot of teams, right? Or, or just drivers in general. Like, I think some people are really great qualifiers and other people are more race mm-hmm. specific. I think George is a, is a great qualifier. I think 
Lewis is a better racer, you know, yeah. pace wise. I think same thing with like a Daniel Yuki. Um, uh, there's other pe- people who, who are like that, but George, you know, strong advantage over Lewis. Um, so yeah, congratulations to George yep. getting up there on P3 and to Hannah for pulling George out of the hat. Yes, exactly. Um, okay. To the race. Um, no DNFs, which honestly unexpected. Like I, I good on everyone after the shit show. That was a lot of that race. Yeah. That there wasn't a DNF. Yeah. But also just keeps it. It's just, yeah. And they talked about this in testing too, that the reliability of the cars has gotten so good over the years that so few cars DNF these these mm-hmm. days compared to even just a handful like I think even there was some season fairly recently maybe within the last 10 years where people were DNFing all the time and it, it just doesn't a car just doesn't break down like it yeah. used to and I'm not saying I necessarily want cars but there is an element of that that keeps it yeah. well it's the it's the yellow flag and the safety car it's like anytime we can kind of get everyone bunched and the risk together, factor of it too yeah. like yes it, it might affect you like your driver might dnf but mm-hmm. i feel like nowadays i mean we talked about how max hasn't dnf'd in over two years like almost yeah almost um you know a, a car a, a typical driver may have one or two yeah from from a from a purely m- mechanical like car problem issue not just like a crash or something which i don't know i don't know if they should make it so it's like less reliable yeah yeah but it's interesting yeah, it is interesting. Um, so what we did have the Nico and Lance incident. I'm yeah. I'm surprised more more cars. I did I did notice that there were some cars that kind of got like stuck In, yeah. behind them. Like I think uh, the stakes, and I think maybe Daniel. Yeah, um, I think they, I think Valtteri like tapped the back of oh, Hulk's he did. car. Um, Not enough for anything significant, but yeah, I mean, but they all got caught up. in The it. fact that I guess Nico did have to change his front wing, but the fact that they both were able to keep driving and Lance got points. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was kind of su- surprised by that. Um, we, I mean, lo- we we thought potentially Logan might DNF, but then he yeah, somehow but he kept going. <laughs> figured that um, out. Yeah, because I think he had like a brake issue or something, and yeah, went off. The, the Williams s- were just like h- hanging on for dear life. I mean, Alex Albon's steering wheel being like too hot. Yeah, well, and I guess th- so. I heard they got a new steering wheel. I think, yeah, and like the screen's different or something, and it's caused lots of problems for them. Mm, it's not great. At one point, Alex was like, "I can't even see everything. This dashboard's all messed up." Yeah, that's, I wish you would have said that's first. really exciting. It's good to hear when you're going like you know 150 miles per hour and you're trying to My figure out your steering wheel work. situation. That's yeah. well, very much a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, the Charles and Carlos little battle interesting i loved it yeah carlos yeah. was like hold my beer carlos was on now. it carlos was was definitely on it not the best race for charlotte claire no. he was i think maybe managing an issue at some point i think charlotte is very much also the kind of driver we've seen this before where some races he just isn't quite on it yeah and then sometimes he's amazing but there always are those handful of races where it's just not maybe the right rhythm he just I don't know. And yeah. Carlos is obvious. I mean, literally is driving for his life, driving to yeah, survive. I mean, he has, yeah, he has nothing to lose. What I do think, I was thinking about this when we were watching the race. What I do think is interesting is there's a lot to say for like, because um, I was texting a friend of mine and he was just like, we, um, he's driving for his life. Like he's yeah. driving for a seat. But, yeah. but if he's not listening or if he comes across as not listening, how does that like translate to a team that wants mm. him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I think on the one hand you're like, he fights, he does what he needs to do, blah, blah, blah. But then it's kind of like, well, is he listening? Is he being a team player? I guess. But I mean, to me, the reality of today, like today is that he needed to be in front of Charles. Like there were yeah, very he few was, instances in which he should have stayed behind Charles. He was faster. Yeah. And we'll get to, you know, some other situations where that yes it wasn't always you know working out that way um but yeah and i mean i talked a lot about my feelings about carlos as of recently and i i I would say the fatigue has sort of died down it's not so much fatigue anymore as it's just indifference indifference yes and yes very much so that makes me kind of sad for you i know (laughs) (laughs) but i appreciate your honesty and transparency see how nice it is to be transparent (laughs) 
<laughs> I will always be transparent on this podcast. I know. Um, I mean, my 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 time, my love, my dedication. I can only. I mean, it's going it's so fair. many ways, and and it's, you give you give. Um, I think a higher volume of your emotional yeah. capacity to yes. fewer people. Yes. And that's got to be really burdensome. So I totally understand you needing to eliminate one of them because I give less emotional yeah, to currency lots, to which I wish I number. cannot tell you how badly I wish I could be like that. Yeah, I do sometimes miss like like I don't have the Harry Styles oh, level Hannah. obsession for any of these boys. I mean, it's close, but like nothing compares. I am. No, it's so much better on that side of the fence. D- don't ever wish, wish for it. It yeah, that's is a true. life ruiner. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I just always think back like in COVID when I was when I literally regressed and was just. Yeah. But then imagine all consuming. Imagine yeah. it's like, oh, and if he doesn't do well, then like you'll never see it from him again. Oh yeah, no. You know that. Yeah, that's where I. That's how intense it. That's how anxiety-inducing it can feel. Wow. Uh, It is not. Sorry. I know. I. I. This whole weekend, I was just like, I really. It's a catch. It's a catch twenty-two. You know, it's interesting. Speaking of twenty-two, what's interesting is that I don't think that it's the same feeling because mine were feelings of like heartbreak of like of lost love. But I, when I, when Taylor and Travis started dating, like yeah. the actual emotional reaction I had, I feel like sometimes that's how you react when Daniel doesn't do well. And mm. I couldn't handle that on such a consistent basis. <laughs> and so you're truly a hero. And I just, that's why I've had mental health problems the last three years. Like I'm kind of joking, but I know that's it's not a joke. That's why I'm laughing. Which, sorry, I don't want you to have mental health problems, but I'm trying to manage it. Yeah, um, that's good. It's okay. Hot girl walks. I think I think the 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 place I've come to is like whether he stays or he or he eventually leaves. Like it's okay either way because I'll get then get my mental health back. Got it. Or you know, he's I here. guess he's here, but like. I, it's ter- I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Perfect. Yeah. We're we're uh, just working through I want, all of that. I um, want Brooke Averick to have us on her podcast. I know. Obsessed with, with We Brooke. can talk about Formula One. Yeah. That'd be yeah. great. Um, okay. Valtteri's terrible pit stop from hell. That was pretty bad. Terrible. Well, and I was just shocked that he, he kept going. Moving on. I, I thought his tire was on fire. 50 something second pit stop. I mean, Valtteri's the king of the of the slow pit stop mm-hmm. uh, of course these things always have to happen to the guys like Valtteri or the ones right. but never happens to other people on the grid um, which is just always an unfortunate situation yeah. um, not a ton else to talk about except I feel like the big piece we need to talk about is the Yuki Daniel RB situation yeah because there's already a lot of chatter I've been seeing I, I was looking on Twitter and stuff after the race um, already a lot of just Yuki fans, Daniel fans, it's not looking so pretty. I will say, well, let's explain. Let's just break down what happened and then we can kind of go into the situation. So Yuki obviously started ahead of Daniel Mm -hmm. and they were on the same strategy, starting on softs, pitted for hards. And they were relatively close to each other by the second stint, but Yuki was still ahead. And then it seemed like RB pitted yuki too late yeah and they pitted him for hard tires Mm -hmm. they pitted daniel but they pitted him for soft tires and i think the sort of toss-up was will the soft tires last until the end of the race right Right? you have the tire advantage at the beginning but will they be able to make it to the end we also had carlos asking like when are the hards going to get better than the yes so there was a there was a strategy call that had to be made for some of these teams And, and most teams did the so, start on softs and then um, do hard, hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but Daniel went on to the softs. And and so strike one, RB pits Yuki too late, gets him out of position. I think he like lost a position in that pit stop. Yeah. And now you have Daniel, who's right behind Yuki pretty much um, on a softer tire. And there was maybe like 12, 15 laps to go, something like that. And Daniel is just gaining, 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 gaining. I think he was getting like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 yeah. seconds a lap. And the gap just immediately closes. Close. And there's probably like at this point, I don't know, maybe six laps to go, seven laps to go. I, I don't know the Not exact much. number. And he's right, he's right, he's right behind Yuki. And 
Yuki is battling Kevin. Now, at well, this trying to battle trying Kevin. at this point, Daniel has the faster tire. Okay, Correct. and I think this is where we said this. I mean, how many times? Like two things can be true at the same time. Was Yuki screwed over by the strategy? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent he was. He should not have been in that position that he was in. That is factual. Was the strategy the probably the wrong strategy ultimately? Yes. But that's just the way that the situation transpired and that's yeah. how it ended up. Was Daniel faster than Yuki? Yes. Yes. And not because Yuki is or Daniel is a much faster driver than it's just because he was on the preferred tire. That was a faster tire. Right. Because I've been seeing people being like, Daniel wasn't faster than Yuki. It's like, well, he, he, he was. was. In that moment he because the he was. was messed up. Yeah. Fine. Done. That's his own issue over yes. here. It caused Daniel to be faster than Yuki in the moment. Yes. And because of that cause and effect. Yes. We need to let Daniel buy. Right. So, so at this point, it's like, well, we have a handful of laps to go. It looks like all these people in front, Kevin, I think Joe, their tires were starting to die off and they're they're thinking if we can get Daniel through, he might be able to catch some of these guys and get into a better position. And as you don't know, I mean, there could be a DNF or something in the last couple of laps that knocks one of the people in the top 10 out that could have pushed somebody right. in, in, into into points and for a team like a midfield team, every point matters. Yeah, it makes a difference. But Yuki is not obliging. Yuki's and they being stubborn. They took way too long to kind of even, I, or it seemed like they took too long to even approach the subject, to even ask the question. And essentially, they waited too long. Now, Yuki had every right to be upset with his team. Absolutely. I would be as well. But move. But Yuki also was being immature. And he was not being a team player. And he was taking out his frustration on Daniel. Yeah. Right? Which ultimately hurts everyone. Right. So as they're playing this game of, to you know, to allow him through or not, you see Max Verstappen coming through and obviously he's about to lap them. But when that happens, a, a blue flag is shown to the to the cars that are in the way of like because they're not actually racing each other. And so those cars have to move out of the way. And, and, and anytime that happens, you lose time. So they were. So by the time they actually let Daniel through, they then had to move out of the way for Max. Yeah. And so then they, they lost the time to, to Kevin, Kevin yeah. and it was like a Waste. wasted effort. And it was just, I was obviously anyone who listens to this show knows I love Daniel and they know I love Yuki too. Mm -hmm. I don't, I did not like the fact that they were fighting with each other sure. and angry at, at each other, but also there, I mean, they're two i think what's difficult is that they're two separate and it's hard when you're in the moment obviously we're not there we're on the couch and we're totally out of it but you go okay yuki is has a total right to be frustrated about the strategy issue daniel would be the same way anyone would be the same way yes however that's happened we yes. can talk about that later the yes. situation that that has put us in is that daniel is faster than you in this moment and only this moment mm -hmm. on the race track today and if we want a chance of potentially getting points, you need to move. Yep. Period. Case closed. Yep. And I think it's really when, you know, adrenaline's high, emotions are high. Like you can't, I think Yuki would be able to hear that in a conversation like this and go, yeah, of course, that's what you do. Right. But obviously like in the moment, it's, you don't connect the dots like that because you're just pissed off. And it was annoying. Well, I saw too that Daniel said, and of course they did, but he said that they talked about this before the race and they had, they had talked about if this is a situation we find ourselves in, this is what has to happen. And yeah, again, in the moment, it's hard, hard to wrap your head around. But when I was like, Yuki was trying to prove that he could overtake Kevin, but he wasn't and he couldn't yeah. and he was taking too long to do it. And yeah. so it's like, okay, well, so you can't then, but Daniel's almost gotten you several times. And yeah. the only reason he can't is because you won't move out of the way. Yeah. Right. Right annoying yeah and then of course everyone's like everyone's like they gave daniel the better strategy which they did but i don't necessarily I don't know it that intentional. it was intentional it was just how kind of the how it fell um but also that's just how it is sometimes these things happen and it's not always fair um i don't know it was just a bit frustrating and and you know i think i think daniel would have passed kevin I, would he have passed joe for p11 like probably i don't I don't know. I, 
I guess. But I just hope that they can work that out yeah. and not have these problems in the future. Because yeah, when you are a midfield team, not that they score points today, but one point that makes it the difference. And mm-hmm. you, you do have to do more team playing yeah. in that middle because that could make all the difference mm-hmm. for your And honestly, season. like it could have been just as easily like the other way around. Totally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that's the, the thing. I'm not saying Daniel is faster than like, if they were on this, I, I'm not even sure what their, what the pace difference was when they were both on the same set of tires and like all that I mean, I'm stuff. I'm pretty sure Daniel was behind Yuki like the whole race until he was. So he it's was. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I just don't think like they made an error in the, and I don't, I don't know why you would ever do this intentionally, but they made an error on the timing of the pit stop. Yeah. Clearly. And then, yeah, Yuki sunk the rest of it. Right. Exactly. To, like as you said, just because it was, it was like a, domino effect of yeah. wrong decisions mm-hmm. which is unfortunate i'm sure we'll get more we i mean we we're recording this immediately after the race was over so i'm sure we'll get some interviews and i'm curious to see what they say yeah both post, of them. post yeah. yeah post race and just i think they're both two people that like they'll uh, they'll cool off they'll drop yeah be they'll fine. be okay but it's just not a great and no. and speaking of someone who's sort of driving I mean, they're both kind of driving for their lives in a way like they both have a lot to prove sure. and obviously daniel wanting the red bull see yuki wanting to keep a seat or figure out you know because it feels like he's sort of like chopped i mean there's red bull doesn't seem to have any interest in keeping him around mm-hmm. for the actual red bull seat and so i think he's trying to like prove himself obviously and interesting to to watch that kind of unfold all around. Um, okay. Should we do fan or f- and phone next or should we do um, questions? We're not going to talk about Max. <laughs> oh, well, Max won. <laughs> no, my favorite part of the race was when Max came out of his final pit stop and there were literally no other cars inside. Insight. Not one. Looked like he was just out there doing like testing by himself. Quite okay, something. Let's do fan or phone. <laughs> Okay. Do you want to go first? Yes. Go go with your fan. So it's like lame, but it's bigger. But like, it's just that it's all back. And I think just F1 in general, because for me, it's like when Harry Styles has a new album coming out and he's back and he's doing press tours or Taylor's on tour. And so we just get so much content. It makes me so happy. It's been a very hard few. Honestly, this 2024 has been a bitch. And it's just been really nice to just have like, community again and fun i'll be like giggling at these stupid little boys that we love so much and it just feels very wholesome and happy to have it all back to have our my anxiety back yeah well it was funny because it was like so exciting leading up to today and then today i was like oh i forgot that i get sweaty before these races start that's stupid before qualifying i was like i hate this like i actually hate this yeah. sport so much i was so excited because i was i was like working during quality and i was like man i focus really well when these cars are going on the track <laughs> i feel like i could fall asleep to like maybe i should start just listening to just the sound of the car like like when they change yeah. change gears well, ash vandalay does these um I, i've seen at least one or two of them but she's like her brain out of track it's just peace it's quiet oh yeah it's like zen mode yeah a little bit of an adhd brain that it's just like oh yeah well when there's so much going on it's just quiet yeah exactly that's funny yeah um my fan is to go back to something we talked about earlier and to kind of put it into um a context uh, not context but like a well i guess to compare it to something that we know very well oh i was thinking about so when i was seeing the pictures of lando and daniel specifically the one of them sort of like in a weird like daniel's almost like lunging yes and you know and they're laughing i was like this is this gives me the same feelings the same like happiness Mm -hmm. as when harry styles and niall horan would would do content together like they are for me like the harry styles and niall horan i miss them so much um, because it's just like, I just always love it. They're yeah. different personalities, Yep. but I, I don't really know which one is which, to be honest. Uh, I don't, they're, they're really Lando not Harry. Nile energy. Okay. I mean, they both kind of have Nile energy. They're, they're both, it's, 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 it's not vibes. a direct comparison, yeah. yeah. but it's just, it's just the vibes of just like, that's really funny. Cause I almost wore my Harry and Nile shirt today. Oh really? Yeah. Next time. Um, but it's just that same joy of yeah. I love seeing these two people hang out and spend time together, and yeah. it just makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. And 
There are two, like there's an interview compilation of the two of them that I watch all the time still. Yeah, I know. And then there's one, um, there's like the uh, Bert, uh, I don't know. There's some radio show they were doing forever ago. They're like in this big room. Harry's wearing a green hat. They're both in like tank tops. Mm -hmm. And it's my favorite interview of the two of them. I watch it at least once a month. Yeah, it's, it's. I miss those days. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's, it's very, I was going to say something else regarding, uh, was it One Direction or Lando and Dan? Oh, I was going to say, too, you know, again, people who listen to this know how much I love Pierre and Yuki. Like, yeah. they will always be, I think, number one in my heart. But I've realized Daniel and Lando are very close for me. And, and but it, yeah, it wasn't so duo. much at the time. It, it's, yeah, it's, well, it's been yeah, post. It's yeah. And I think, and we've talked about this before, too, but I think it, like... They needed to not be teammates yeah. anymore. Yeah, to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Pierre Yuki is more like pure. Yeah, you know. On, I mean, I think Pierre obviously does care about him, but more so from the Yuki side of things. Whereas I don't think like Lando and Daniel. It's not so pure, you know. Yeah, it's not uh, the same. No, but but it's that. It's just that same joy. Yeah, happiness. Okay, foe. Um, Red Bull. All of it. This week has been a bummer, and as a Red Bull, I don't know if I'm a Red Bull fan, but you know, fan of Max, because I also am just like, what does this do to RB, which mm-hmm. I can't tell you how easy it's been to transition to say after all the hubbub <laughs> and all the hatred we threw, I'm just like, oh yeah, RB. It's easy. It's very easy. Um, basically, it doesn't even matter anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it's just been a bummer, and I think for a while, I think i tried to deny how annoying it was like truly annoying it is that max is the only person on the track <laughs> um and today like really i don't know if it's just the culmination of everything of like you not max but like you guys don't deserve this right, right. now but really everybody but one person does well two people i would say horny spice and helmet <laughs> should just retire together. i know i mean i do wonder if it's just like all right Red Bull just goes on pause. As a team, as an organization, we just put you over here for a, a bit. No, we can't do that. Why? Well, because then what happens to they, they, Daniel and you? They're their own team. I'm just saying. I know, but um, it's a familiar. No, they get to take on. They get to take the seats, the oh Red Bull God. seats. Imagine Yuki and the Red Bull. <laughs> I would love to see it. I, I would genuinely be so curious. Me I think too. Yuki is very. I meant that genuinely. No, no, I know, <laughs> but I just, I again, I think he is very underestimated. I think I really believe that. Like, I think people act like he's. I think he's very I underestimated. Sometimes, he, and I, I'm probably guilty of this, but like, forget that he's one of the best drivers in the world. He's one of 20 people. Yeah. He's yeah. good. But what he does, he's a yeah. little unhinged. He's unhinged. But I'm saying compared to the other drivers, like, I think everyone feels like Yuki's not, I, I'm just saying, I would be very curious to see him going up against lots of, I would be curious to see how he does against, you know, other drivers on the grid. Yeah. Like, I, I think people underestimate his abilities. All I'm trying to say. Yeah. My foe is the Christian Horner of it all. And just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm just tired of, I'm tired of it. I, I, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just the whole, the whole thing. It is just not good. Um, okay. I will do our, um, we'll discuss our draft from, last week or our, our picks and then we'll do our okay. new draft and then we can get to the final question. So for those who missed it, if you didn't listen to our bonus episode that came out on Wednesday, you should go listen to it. We, well, it might be a little bit, you know, uh, dated at, at this point. It's still fun. It's still fun. It's still fun. Um, but we decided that we're going to do a, I don't know. It's not a draft. It's like a driver drawing yeah essentially sure. every race like going into every race weekend where hannah and i will pick a driver from our little trusty ferrari, ferrari hat and um whoever we pick will be our driver for the weekend um if we get point if our driver qualifies in the top 10 uh if they get 10th one point ninth two points eight three all the way up to pole position which we get 10 points and then whatever points if our driver gets points during the race we get those points as well for those who missed it i got nico hulkenberg and hannah got george russell so um i got one point this week because actually i need to write this down um 
because um, Nico qualified P10, had a great showing. He did. And then Hannah, so George qualified third, so that's eight points. And then where did he finish in the race? Fourth? Don't remember. We'll double check that. Fourth? Fourth or fifth. Okay. Well, I'll just say it's fourth, which would have been 12 points. So you would have gotten 20. So Hannah has a 19-point advantage, but only race one. So, And then we can't have the same driver. Did you say that already? We can't have the same driver two weekends in a row, but we can have them again in the season. So like, if I pick George again today, I'd have to redraw. Um, Yeah. So this is going to be for Saudi Arabia, which is next week again the races it's the same schedule the reason it's on saturday is because of ramadan Ramadan, um so same schedule as last week media day wednesday practice thursday quality friday race saturday hannah's drawing her driver for saudi arabia lewis you're the mercedes vibe yeah all right man lewis come on Maxwell Yuki Yay! <laughs> Yay! all righty well still may not get points but we'll see um that's all right. not the spirit we'll see uh Saudi Arabia Hannah Lewis LH44 and Zoe Yuki um all right we will monitor that closely uh put your you put your paper back in the perfect Okay, that's that on that. Let's get to some of the questions you guys have left. Uh, Sorry for every, anyone watching. I keep there's something in my eye and it's driving me insane. Oh no! But I one of my you know Hannah, my friend Hannah. Yeah. She hates when I touch my eye, so I just want to oh. apologize for anyone who because I have um, misophonia. I don't like loud noises, like mouth noises, and so oh, I, I get triggered when I've listened to podcasts and people are eating. So if anyone's watching, you touch my eye. <laughs> Um, anyway okay a lot of do you think the situation between daniel and yuki was unfair i Uh, think they'll be able to take a step back and understand all the pieces but i think in the moment it's always hard to get your head around Again, i think multiple things i think multiple things were true were true once yeah yuki got a bad strategy that sucked for him but then Daniel but then the was also was, screwed. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. And and I, you know, I think we go back and forth a lot about is driver swapping. Should that, should that be allowed? I think, I think when it has to do, I think there are certain situations, but I think in a case like this where a driver is faster and on a faster strategy, frankly, and there's a potential to get a point. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I, I personally think it is fair. Yeah. And I guess to me too, like it, I, I don't know if we need to like say it has to be this official, like, okay, Yuki move over. So, Dan- but like the way that Carlos passed Charles today, I don't know if he had permission to do that, but it's kind of like Daniel could have passed Yuki many times. Yeah. And just, well, but it was also like wasting time. If he had to right. keep wasting time on, he could have passed Yuki on pace, but it would have taken the time. Time was of the essence. They yeah. needed to move quickly. Yeah. And so they ended up wasting too much time. And uh, um, yeah, it was just, yeah. And, and then apparently too, I saw this, that at the end of the race, like during the final, like when they were doing their kind of cool down lap thing, Yuki kind of like, kind of like cuts in front of Daniel and kind of, locks up and kind of almost like he was being kind of a dick um i don't i don't like that I, and i wouldn't say that to anybody no, I, I don't like it either it's like annoying he was being very immature um so you know it's a lot of things to work on oh well um someone said is da- is is george actually a good driver do i hate him for another reason like being boring uh i think george is a good driver yeah also did you see his um iron man impression today (laughs) he's killing it on the grid with those glasses i think george is a good driver i don't think he's as good as i mean obviously today he did well and and so much of it again obviously has to do with where you qualify and that affects your positioning in the race and all that kind of stuff right so george qualified p3 lewis was like p8 or something so that obviously made a big difference in the race itself um 
I don't think George is a better driver than Lewis, but I think he's good. I think he's a good, solid yeah, driver. And I think, like, overall, I don't think he's better than Lewis, but I think there no. are many races where he is yeah. driving better than Lewis. Yes, yes, yes. For one reason or another. Right. It's the same way, like, I don't think, I mean, obviously, biased. I don't think Carlos is a better driver than Charles, but I think Carlos... There are a lot of races in which he's, he is Yeah, better. he's a faster yeah. driver. That happens. Um... Let's see what else. Um, poor Logan. He was doing so well. Hopefully, they figure out what happened in the car. I wouldn't say he was doing. I mean, he was doing okay for Logan. He was doing he okay. Was doing he was doing well. fine. Yeah. yeah, he was doing fine. Yeah, and it was a bummer. Um, but I'm glad he, even though I'm sure he, you know, I feel like it's probably mixed emotions. I'm glad he didn't have to DNF. Yes, because yes. that would have been a bummer of a first. Um, someone said signs villain era. Here for it. Um yeah he's quite literally nothing to lose exactly so much about yeah <laughs> it's still recording um okay. so much about yuki and daniel um will this affect the ratings if max keeps dominating it's an interesting i saw someone ask about that um in our fan amp chat and it's interesting because i could see it or like maybe they're watching less races or only, you know, maybe they're not waking up for the early ones anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think like today, for the first, I don't know if half, but like the first, I don't know, 10, 15 laps of the race were really exciting, even though Max was gone. Um, I think, I don't know. I mean, obviously we have a job to do, so we'll be watching all of them. <laughs> um, but I think... And- yeah, and I still, I mean, I'm one of those people now where it's like, I I don't love that Max wins all the time, of course, but I can still enjoy the race yeah. despite Max winning because I have other people that I am, yeah. that I watch for and I'm excited for to see how they perform and how, how they do. And I think it's one of those things where I think the casual F1 fans will start to fade away. Absolutely. The ones who are diehard and love it regardless will obviously stick around. But I think, and like any sport, you need those casual mm-hmm. v- people to, to pay attention. You, you can't survive, I, I think, as a sport with just the diehards. You yeah. still need the people who are like, oh yeah, I'm going to check that out because, you know, I've heard there's a great battle for the championship or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you know, being optimistic here, things could fall apart for Red Bull soon, you know? Like, maybe we'll get a DNF for Max for the first time in yeah. almost two or or teams will pick up the development. We'll see yeah. a we'll see a big jump like McLaren had last year, maybe a team. I mean, again, it's 24 races. We have to like we cannot make like super specific judgment calls and everything um after one yeah. race. There's still so much to go. Time there's a lot to figure out. So yeah. 23 more races. I think 23 more as of as of today and i i think they will win a lot of them yeah i think, I think so they will probably win but i think like when we were doing our um predictions i think i said max would only win 14 i know which was i was low. being too optimistic i was being optimistic too but anyway we'll see someone said are you team daniel or team yuki i'm team they were both right and they were both wrong actually daniel was never wrong today <laughs> he but wasn't they were, wrong they he were both wrong. i had a right to be frustrated yeah, better, but but I'm team Daniel in the sense that yeah, Yuki was Yuki, being stubborn and yeah, immature. Yeah. 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 But I'm also, I understand why Yuki was frustrated, but yes. you can't let your frustration mess with the rest of the team. Correct. Correct. So I guess team Daniel. Yeah. To, for this particular, for this particular, incident. yeah. Moment in time. Um, excited to see how that transpires. Okay. So that is it for our Bahrain GP recap. As I mentioned, we're going to be so I I believe we're recording this on a Saturday. I think I'm going to get it up in time for Sunday. So this will come out a day early because um, typically our episodes come out Monday. But given the fact that the race is a day ahead and then the next race weekend will be a day ahead, I we're figured let's just give you guys the the goods, you know, ASAP. Um, so this so we're going to put out a if you were around last year, we did a pyramid ranking for every race where we kind of just gave our official pyramids uh for the race itself are top performer low-end performers people who just uh shit the bed frankly um and we're going to take that segment and we're just going to do our own little bonus video for the day after every 
race. So obviously, because this is coming out on Sunday, you're going to get the pyramid ranking video Monday. Um, but for normal races, it will be Tuesday, Monday, race recap, Tuesday, pyramid ranking video. It will only be on YouTube. So you'll have to watch it there. Um, and I mean, I'll post all this on social media too. So if you, if you're like, what Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, yeah. <laughs> confused, I'll just share everything there. Um, but yeah, please watch those and interact with them because, uh, you know, we're trying to up our YouTube game. Yeah. Trying to become real and official if YouTubers. Else that you want to see us do on YouTube. That's more yes. than just podcasts. Yes. Um, let us know. I mean, we've got some ideas brewing, but we do, you know, we've enjoy the short form YouTube stuff. We've been asked for another, we haven't done another Taylor and Travis video in a long to, time. We, that. we haven't done one since they won the Super Bowl. Wow. I know. So yeah, I guess we'll get on that at some point. You know, it's been a bit, we're very, we're booked and busy. We're, yeah. It's, it's, it's and I've quite kind of been something. waiting for them to be in Europe. Like, I know he went to Australia, but I... Oh, I thought you meant F1. <laughs> no. But I think that there's... Which, I mean, that's what, that's, six months from now? That's I like in May. Wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I hope please. they're in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, manifest for us, please. Yeah. Um, so anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We just... I mean, it, the good the good thing is we got a race weekend, weekend right around the corner. Literally. We can just go boom right into another one, which is great. I don't like... I don't love an off right right now at the start of the season. I don't want an yeah. off week. I'm like, let's just keep the good vibes rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually, I was thinking about this too. Someone asked us if we would ever do a live stream or like watch, like, you know, yeah. watch a quality um, on, I don't even know if we would do Twitch or something or watch a race, a live stream or something. And so I thought maybe we could do something if we wanted to watch like Australia together because it yeah. starts at like 11 p.m. We could do like a with our pajamas. Oh, yeah. Look, a uh, summer party. <laughs> yeah. That would be, be kind of That would be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, we'll send out invites. For our Aussie, our Aussie guys. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's just, I'm just, now I'm just like brainstorming on the podcast, but there's something that we could do in the future. Yeah, let us know if you'd watch that. Yeah, exactly. We'll also probably put a poll out because maybe you haven't made it this far on the episode. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Hope you have a great week. Uh, Ashante. Ashante.